0: You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Today's episode, The Holiday Special.
1: My family has never been big on gift-giving. They consider it haphazard and wasteful. So, for as long as I can remember, on any occasion that requires a present, my family writes a check. For the past 15 years, on my birthday... I receive a check from my parents for $50. On each of my parents' birthdays, and on their anniversary, I return the favor with a $50 check of my own. In this way, everyone is kept reasonably content. My girlfriend Hetty doesn't get it. Her family gives gifts. Terrible, depressing gifts. Last Christmas, her father, a retired concierge, gave her a shoebox containing a used cocking gun. To Hetty's sister, he gave a bag of peanuts wrapped in a grocery store circular. These items say something about her father that I just can't figure out. On what level is he operating? Is he trying to be surreal, I ask. The point is, the man tries, Hetty says. He doesn't just slap a check on you. It's so impersonal. I tell her that a check speaks of possibility, imminence. It's like being granted a wish as opposed to having something decreed upon you. It's democracy trumping fascism. Still, this year, when Hanukkah rolled around, I was left with the task of introducing Hetty's 10 year old daughter, Zuzu, to the Festival of Lights. And I knew there was no better way to put Judaism's best foot forward than through the act of gratuitous gift giving. Hanukkah lasts seven days, and every day you get a different present. I told Zuzu. I guess you could say that in terms of the gifts, Hanukkah is seven times as great as Christmas. To make my point, on the first night, I gave Zuzu one of those groovy girl dolls. It went over big. On the second night, I got her the soundtrack to Shrek. And again, Judaism and I were a hit. But then, on the third night, as my work week got tougher and deadlines became tight... I just didn't have the time to do anything too grand, so I just picked up a pack of bubblegum and an Archie comic on my way home. Zuzu politely accepted these offerings, but without much real enthusiasm. By the fourth night, leaving the office after all the stores were closed, I brought home vending machine breath mints, a pack of post-it notes, and styrofoam coffee cups, onto which I had drawn smiley faces. ¶¶ as I packed it all into a paper bag I started to understand Hetty's dad a bit better Wrapping up your personal detritus Is sort of like giving someone a souvenir From the gift shop that is your life And what it lacks in class It makes up for in intimacy Just the same For each of the last three nights of Hanukkah I presented Zuzu with a check which she happily pinned to her bulletin board. Seeing them up there, all lined up in a row, made me really feel like I was passing on a family tradition.
2: You know, the holidays are coming in, so, you know, I'll cook here. Uh Uh-huh. But I'll also, um... And part of the day, you know, I'll go probably I'll probably go down to um, the Bowery Mission. Do you know what it is? You've heard about Bowery Bums and all that. Yeah, sure. The mission really does great work with homeless men. They do this big thing, and a lot of New Yorkers go down, and they, you know, you you serve food or you um, you sort clothing and stuff. And and but then you then I also volunteer uh, once a week. During the year in the literacy center, like like teaching people how to read. Yeah, teaching literacy and like high school diploma stuff, and and so I went and you know I started tutoring this guy, and his name was Tito, and Tito was this kind of amazing guy mm. who had uh, he had been homeless, he had been on drugs. He it was really one of these incredible things. I, I worked with Tito for about two years, mm. and I would leave these sessions, you know, in this odd state of both exultance and hold on one sec, my cell phone is going. Oh, I've been on hold. Can you hold on a sec? I've just, I've been on hold with this. I'll explain in oh, a
1: second. Okay, sure.
2: One sec. Hello? Well, no, it's the sweater. Yes, I ordered a medium sweater, but I've ordered a medium with you before and it's never fit this. But Every other mail order business, I can send a sweater back. Why can't I send it back? Because you, where are you? Oh, you're in India. Oh, this is one of those call centers. Oh, that's great. So you basically, you basically have no idea, do you? Well, it's really not my problem, is it? Well, Because I'm not the one who set the call center up 12,000 miles away from where it would be effective. Oh, this is bull man. Well, no, no I'm, 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 I am appalled. No, there's no need. I'm being rude? What is your name? Rakesh? Rakesh. I was going to say thank you, but you know something? Forget it. No, never mind. Hi, sorry. Oh. It's, it's this sweater that I bought, and it's just the wrong sweater. And they say it's medium, but it does not fit like a medium. Oh. Which is, you know, complete bullshit. Um, because <laughs> I paid a pretty penny for this sweater. And uh-huh. I, you know, the holidays are coming, you know, you... It's hard to have a, a sort of an all purpose outfit you can have. So anyway, I was um Oh God, okay. Um I'm sorry, I don't even remember where I was. No, that's you uh, can, you'll just you'll just edit that part out we can go on. So I think that I was talking about um about Tito? Tito, oh yeah. my god, Tito And how you know and how you're you're exalted after you. Oh yeah, I mean it was just amazing. So Tito was um Tito had also been in prison, it turned out. But um Despite all this, Tito was this, you know, incredibly... There was such dignity to him. He was just a lovely, lovely guy. Oh, it's my front door. One, one sec. I just got to get a... Hold on. Oh, okay. Oh, well, it's FedEx. One sec. Oh, okay. Hi. It's... Uh... It's 4.20, I needed it by 10.30. You're about six hours late. Thank you for nothing. Hi, sorry, uh, that's a thing I had to sign and get it back to them and they're late. Oh. Uh, It's okay. It's just, uh, that's a check that I'm not gonna get until God knows when. Um, I can't believe it. You, let me just one sec I just want to call the editor on the other line on the cell phone uh, just be like, sure just one sec okay one sec yeah hi it's me um is he there he's gone for the holiday um god he's making you stay late isn't he well I'm, look I'm glad I caught you um I just got the FedEx now well yeah well it's 430 So that means I can't actually have access to the money until after the holiday. Well, yeah, you did kind of f*** up. Well, Rachel, I mean, you know, I'm not not your mother. You know, it's not my job to make you feel good all the time. Yeah, no, thank you, because that really helps my holiday immensely. No, you have a good holiday too. Tell him to call me when he gets back in on Monday, okay? Thank you. I Yeah. Edit that, that, but we can go on. Um, she's a very sweet girl, but she's an assistant, and she just started there, and she really, she's, she's kind of got her head up her. Ass.
1: Do, you, do you? Is I mean, do you, Is this a bad time? Does, no, it's I mean,
2: fine. It's fine. It's just it's, it's it's a funny thing that certain certain uh, things have conspired. I, it does anyway. Um, oh, okay. So Tito. He had started uh, correspondence with a woman when he was in prison. And she lived, she was a Christian woman, and she lived in New Hampshire. And, um, you know, they couldn't afford anything. And so I, you know, I paid for the wedding. And it was really, it was really lovely. Wow. Yeah, it was really nice. You, you really became very involved in his well, life. That's, that's... Look, I think it's all too easy to sort of walk by somebody. Do you know what I mean? Or to, like, say, like, oh, look, a urine-soaked drunk. All, all you hmm. see is the urine and the drinking. It's another carbon-based human life form. I mean, I think it's very. It just takes the slightest shift in attitude. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? And you know, there are those who might say that, like, I taught him, but it really, really felt like he taught me. Have you have you have you um, have you seen him lately? Well, actually, no. You know, something he. Um, he, uh, about a year or two ago, he actually stole something from me, so I, I really, that pretty well ended the friendship. Oh. Yeah, he, t- he took a watch. Oh. Um. Yeah. Oh, that's, un- that's unfortunate. Yeah, and no, was really, he swore up and down that he didn't do it, but I knew he did it. Really? How, how do you know? Come on. You know, you, you want to be, you want to have faith, but you don't want to be an idiot. Uh, but I was like, you know, go with God, after all I did for you, enjoy, you know, enjoy the watch, and I am very thankful that I ever got to meet him, I'm sorry it ended the way that it did, but you know, he's probably pretty thankful that he got to meet me too, don't you think? I guess so. I don't know, I've just been thinking a lot about it because, you know, I always think about Tito around this time of year. So it smells incredibly bad in my apartment, which is really pissing me off too. They're renovating the apartment downstairs and uh, they're pickling the floors or something, polyurethaning the floors, you know, and there was a lot of fumes. So I went down this morning and the guys who were, you know, Chinese or something totally didn't get it. I guess where they're from, this isn't really a bad smell, but it's, it's kind of difficult. Well, you know, look, it's its what makes New York great, is the diversity. So, No smell bad, no smell bad. No, no bad, no bad. No, very, very bad. Hey, Costello, Costello, come in a minute.
3: Please, what's all the excitement about? Uh, what are you so happy about? Oh, look at it. What? I just got a letter from my cousin, Corporal Hugo Costello. Yeah? He's way over in Africa, and he says all the soldiers in his company are going to have a white Christmas. Why, you dummy, it's very hot in Africa. How, how could the soldiers have a white Christmas? Their cook is going to bleach the beans. The uh... <laughs> Costello, it's about time you were thinking of Christmas. Do you realize there are only eight shopping days left? You know, I just want a hundred Christmas seals. A hundred Christmas seals? Sure. For goodness sakes, how are you going to feed them? I, I, I don't know. Look, Costello, are you going to make much out of Christmas this year? Am I what? Are you going to make much out of Christmas this year? I can't tell until I sell the presents I get. I... Sell your presents? Oh, sure, Rabbit, sure. What are you talking about? I even sold that electric bed warmer you gave me last year. That was no good. That electric bed warmer? That was an electric toaster. An electric toaster? Certainly. No wonder it kept turning me over and throwing me out of bed. <laughs>
4: Welcome to the Psychological Services Hotline. All of our paid professionals are currently occupied. Because of the holiday season, we are experiencing an unusual volume of calls, so waiting periods may be lengthy. If you would like to use our fully automated self-help phone service, please press 1. Otherwise, please stay on the line. Welcome to the Psychological Self-Help Hotline. If you are feeling depressed, press 1. If you are feeling paranoid, press 2. If you are feeling, you have pressed 1. Depressed. If you are feeling like the whole world is bearing down on you with its suffocating weight, press 1. If you feel a nagging sense of what is the use of it all, press 2. You have pressed 2. If you were undervalued and ignored as a child, press 1. If you have recently ended a relationship that has damaged your sense of self-worth, press 2. If you have just watched more than four hours of television and are feeling sticky and gross, press 3. You have pressed 2. Failed relationship. If you are feeling like you may never love again and will spend the rest of your life alone, press 1. Press 2. If you feel as though you do not deserve to be loved, Press 3. If you are currently stalking your former lover, then hold for operator assistance. You have pressed 2. You do not deserve to be loved. Press 1 if this is something you really, really believe. Press 2. If this is something you are just saying because you are feeling sorry for yourself. You have pressed an incorrect key. You have pressed 2. Might I suggest you go outside for a stroll. A nice walk might do you some good. Press 1 if you agree. Press 2 if you do not agree. You have pressed 1. This is good. Before you go, perhaps you would like to listen to a Christmas carol? Press 1 for Silent Night. Press 2 for Jingle Bells. Or press 3 for Christmas Time is Here. You have press 3. Season's greetings.
1: Hello.
5: Hello. Uh, is this Jonathan Goldstein? Yes. Hi, Jonathan. This is Hugh Jenks calling from SCOF. Uh,
1: hi. Um, uh, Scoff?
5: Right. Scoff is the Stop Childhood Obesity Fund, and we're calling to enlist your help.
1: Oh. Um, okay. Uh, what, what, what What can I do for you?
5: Well, I'm, I'm calling you about our Scoff calendar. I don't know if, if you've seen it. It's been one of our most... Um, popular programs for a fundraiser and to increase awareness every year we do it a different um different media personalities and this year we've decided to uh to approach cbc radio people and cbc radio producers on their talent
1: so that's great and you you would like me to be in this calendar
5: Uh, absolutely
1: oh Um, that that's great yeah no i'm 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 totally i'm in for that
5: Great, great. Um, I'm actually I'm really excited about this year. This year we're trying something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. The calendar is called CBCU Naked, and we're going to have personalities from.
1: Um, wait, wait, ex- excuse me, is CBCU Naked. Yes, yeah. It's a play on words.
5: Uh huh. Um, C- CBCU Naked. So right, because you're on the radio. It's mm-hmm. you. Um,
1: it's uh, right. But wh- why the why naked?
5: Um. In order to get a little more awareness and to and to draw publicity, mm-hmm. we're doing um, shots au natural, if you will, of the different radio personalities.
1: Now, when you say au oh, natural," you 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 mean you mean uh... right,
5: right in the in the nude. So we've got uh, we've got four months left. There's uh, January, which will be a cold one. Uh, May, which is a nice month. Um, September, my birth month, and uh, October.
1: Like 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 in October, you'd be standing there naked, uh, carrying a jack o' lantern.
5: And I'm just spitballing here, but maybe like a, a microphone in front of your pubis, a delicately arranged. Um, so, it's, so you're in your natural element,
1: okay, Hugh. I, I got to tell you, I, I don't, I don't think this is for me.
5: Let me. I, w- I want to absolutely assure you that this is going to be very, very. It's above board. We have uh, professionals. There'll be close sets. It's not going to be pornography. It's not going to be seedy. We're not going to have wind machines and and shag carpeting and vaseline and cellophane and none of that. And if you're worried about your pubis, will be it's going to be a close set and we'll have um, a microphone. Yeah, you you
1: I got to tell you like every time even you use the word pubis and make, it makes me very uncomfortable.
5: I'm not comfortable using anything saltier if that's what you're asking for, Jonathan.
1: I really don't think this is for me. You.
5: It's. I understand your hesitation, Jonathan. But it's going to be. It's artful. Do you? Are you? Do you like art?
1: Yeah, I like. I, I like art.
5: Of course you do. Everybody loves art. I mean, you know, it's going to be. I'm sure Michelangelo. You're familiar with Michelangelo. Or mm-hmm. Rembrandt. Those beautiful, just mm-hmm. glowing nudes.
1: From what you're telling me, this business with the microphone in front of my pubis, yeah, I don't, I don't see it, like I've never seen a, 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 an oil painting like that.
5: Well, you know, it could be a basket of fruit, for instance, or a loaf of bread. It's not the, the artifact that matters, it's the spirit with which you're entering it, and you're doing it for the children in order to help to stop this scourge, and we think it's really, really, really important. Mm-hmm you know, when, when it's convenient, we'll just take a couple of hours, we'll pick you up, we can drive you out to the country, we can set up a tableau of some sort, um, and do some photographs, try some different angles, see what works, see what doesn't work. It'll be all above board, very, very, very classy. And I think um, in nature it'll be a little more comfortable for you than in your in your surroundings, in your normal day to day surroundings and you can be a little less little little more uninhibited and, and it's all in the spirit of fun.
1: It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like fun to me. I mean, like for me, like to be, you know, naked, you know, at home or in a shower or something like that, and get out of the shower. I put my clothes on right away. I don't sit on the couch and I, I, you know, it's, it's. I
5: understand. I understand what's going on. I understand what you're saying. You've got some body image issues. N- no, I, I. Jonathan, one of the things we say at Scuff every day, we say the body is a beautiful thing. All bodies are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree? Don't you think your body's beautiful, Jonathan?
1: I, I, I think my body's beautiful for you know brief periods of time, and, and usually in the dark.
5: You've got nothing to be ashamed of.
1: Look, I don't think I have a body image problem. I'm fine with my body. I just, it, you know, it's 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 a private thing. I don't I don't feel comfortable having a lot of people looking at me.
5: You know, Jonathan, I don't understand people like you. What do you care who's looking at you? You're a big media personality and you share your life with the world and you're always talking about this and that and letting people into your life. But as soon as it's time to get naked, conceal your pubis, of course, and help a child, well, then all of a sudden it's, oh, I need my privacy. I need my privacy. Well, I'm not buying it.
1: Hugh, there's got to be something else that I could do. Like what, Jonathan? Like,
5: what do you suggest? You're going to get on the radio, Mr. Funny Guy, and make jokes about it? No. You're going to tease, tease kids about it? No. It's not a funny problem. Mm-hmm. It's kids suffering. It's 10-year-old kids who don't, they can't lose weight because they can't find bikes that fit them. You know what, Jonathan. This isn't a problem that's gonna go away. There is an army of obese children out there and they will be heard. They're not getting their smart snacks. They're not getting their government programs. They're not getting the help they need, but they're not gonna stop. They're not gonna stop until they're heard. Do you understand me? Mm-hmm. And they've had enough jokes.
1: They need money now. Do you think this is funny, Jonathan? I know I, I don't. I don't think it's funny. How did obesity is an enormous problem? No, I, I know it's enormous.
2: What
5: is that, a fat joke?
1: No, I, 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 I mean, I, it's a big problem. I get it,
5: Jonathan. It's a big, fat, ha-ha, funny, chubby problem. Mm, I, well, I've got news for you. It is. It's a big problem that costs billions of dollars every year. And if by stripping down and taking a few lousy pictures mm, and appearing I, in a calendar, Jonathan Goldstein mm, can prevent one 10-year-old, one obese 10-year-old from getting titty whistle, well, then I don't know what you're waiting for.
1: You know, you have a very aggressive campaign, you.
5: You know, it's something, it's something I feel very passionate about.
1: All right. Um, wh- what, were those, uh, what were those months that you said you still have available?
5: Oh, well, we've, uh, we've got a, f- a few. We've got May, which is a nice month. Um,
1: well, how, how about December? Because uh, December's, this, December's my birthday month.
5: Of course. Of course you'll be in, in December. Everybody's in December. It's our big grand finale.
1: W- uh, gr- what, do you, what do you mean, grand finale?
5: If we give every every personality gets their own uh, gets their own month, and then uh, December we do the grand grand finale group shot. D- naked. You know, we've got, um, I've got a lot of plans for it. My brother-in-law has a, uh, a country house, and it, it's actually quite a spread. It's, uh, there's a hill and river, and he's got a hayloft. He said we could use it for the day. You know, we'll get everybody out there. We'll, you know, have a, it'll be catered and everything, and we'll try a, a you know, we'll do it, and we'll get really nice, natural light. You know what I'm thinking? Human pyramid.
1: A, a naked human pyramid.
5: It'll be stunning, absolutely stunning. I can just imagine it now. All 11 of you, all of you stacked like bowling pins, the sunlight, maybe uh, some hay bales. Maybe we can do something with the shadows. uh, We've got a great photographer lined up. It's gonna be really, really, really beautiful. You know, if you want, you can invite the family. You can make it a picnic. We'll have factory snacks, and, and maybe we'll do a naked hay ride.
6: I want a Hippopotamus for Christmas Only a hippo bottom must for Christmas.
0: Today, you heard David Rakoff, Jorge Just, and an archival recording of Abbott and Costello. Wiretap is produced by Jonathan Goldstein with Mira Birdwintonic and Carolyn Warren. Production assistance from Crystal Duhame. Tune into Wiretap Sunday at one, four Pacific time, and Wednesday evening at eleven thirty. You can also hear Wiretap across North America on Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Reach us through our website at cbc.ca slash wiretap, where you can hear recently added audio clips of the show. From all of us here at Wiretap, have a happy holiday.
6: up all the like me too.